we'll pull you off and then uh, we'll pull you on shortly thereafter, all right? Yes, sir. So, uh, Minister, man, this is going to be an interesting conversation, man. The Kango kid just became an ancestor. Young Dolph reportedly became an ancestor. Mm. Um, You know, so I say to them, um, yo, we're going to deal with, you know, some hip hop stuff. We're going to deal with empowerment, you know. You know, so I'm looking forward to this conversation, brother. Oh, yeah. And in the hip hop thing, we have to look at two different dynamics of why are we losing artists? One, gun violence and the other health related issues. Ooh. And so I know the code keepers are like, yo, Seiko, I know what the time is. It's time to get on code. All right. Welcome to Get On Code, the Fly Guy Show, which is a series of melanated conversations focused on empowerment, health, wealth, and knowledge of self. People think in binary choices because they are conditioned to. And on the wall was a picture of a wolf and a lion. I think the wolf was the Democratic Party, the lion was the Republicans. But the drug trade and all these illegal stuff that uh, people do, that's still economics. It's just that they couldn't do it in a traditional system. We're talking about melanated wealth. So we can build wealth, but we just, for some reason, don't seem to be able to transfer it. You had a great experience. Fine, that means nothing. What were you told as a child about education? You had to be how many times better? Every impression without an expression becomes depression. Bruno, welcome to Get On Code. Welcome to Get On Code. It's time to get on code and you know, our code is empowerment. So we ask everyone to get on code, share the code, teach the code, become the code, and the code is empowerment. Everything that you consume should empower you. Everything you do should empower you. So let's get empowered. And today with us, we have uh, the good brother Conscious Said, and Conscious Said has an interesting podcast. You see it right there, right? Conscious or crazy. <laughs> so good brother Said, man, tell us a little bit about your podcast, bro. Oh yeah. Um. So this podcast, it kind of, it started low. It started around election year, um, 2016, and then um, it, I just kept building upon it, and then it pretty much took off, and I just got inspired to keep doing it when I met uh, Baba Dick Gregory. So, um, and he kind of real, realizing it, not even realizing it at the time, he inspired he inspired the title alone. You know, is he conscious or crazy? I'm saying Baba Dick Gregory was always yelling. But he was always dropping gems like, man, what's going on? Is he just saying things? What is what's, what's going on? What's, what is he saying? Like, so it, he always was on the line of conscious or crazy, you know, with knowledge or is he crazy? You know, con science, you know, breaking down, you know, even hip hop, you know, bro, are you hip? You know what I'm saying? You hip to the science. You know, that's what we're going to be touching on. My latest, yeah, my latest episode, you know, hip hop versus fake bonanza. Salute to the brother I did it with, um, a Kenyan rapper. Yeah, he's pretty good. All right, that's what's up. Uh, fake bonanza, you know, before we go into our conversation, what is the fake bonanza? Oh, uh, man, uh, the media hiding the truth, fake bonanza, you know, once again, salute the, salute the most deaf. That that inspired it alone. That's one of my favorite albums from most deaf. Um, you know, True Magic, definitely, definitely one of my favorite rappers, you know, uh, MCs. You know, uh, one of my favorite songs from him, you know, um, you know, 
the like you know the rape over the takeover like you know Jay Z took that but yeah the rape over you know running this this rap who's really running this rap you know what I'm saying he exposed that and you know I've been I've been heavy on hip hop ever since you know Rock Kim and etc so uh, I'm a, and then hip hop of course higher infinite power healing our people so if it ain't healing our people or it's not hip hop yeah exactly <laughs> exactly you know the first person I ever said a higher infinite power healing our people was KRS-One. So I want to give salutes to Knowledge Rank Supreme over nearly everyone. Was he the first one to use that? I believe so, um, to my knowledge. Uh, actually, it was Professor Griff. Mm, Griff, yeah, him and Griff, yep. Okay, drop the science, man. As we used to say, let knowledge be born, man. Go ahead. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, in, in a lot of... Um, if you were to go back, let's say into the early, uh, early two thousands, uh, you would always hear Professor Griff use the acronym hip hop. Um, I just forgot it, but he was he was the first one that I heard use that acronym. I know he had came up to Temple University in Philadelphia where he introduced that, and then he would introduce it later in his podcast, Serious Minds and Others. Um, and I think later on when Karis one introduced his temple of hip hop and it's what I call Holy scripture, the gospel of hip hop, you begin to hear that an acronym as well. So for me, the first person I heard use the acronym was professor Griff. Yeah. Yeah. Griff definitely, um, dropping gems he he you know him you know what happened with him and nick cannon you know griff speaking the truth and then <laughs> you know you know the masses don't like the truth most of the time but yeah i thought that was an interesting situation because and nick is learning man <clears throat> you know and all of us you know depending upon which direction of enlightenment we come through are going to pick up on certain bits of information and uh so Professor Griff had his basis of information. Nick Cannon, as a as a newborn, as we used to call him, as a neophyte, had his information. And I don't believe that Nick had had as much time with his information to vet it as Professor Griff has. So when you don't have the you know, the ability to support your thoughts, you know, he's going to backtrack a little bit. Now, I don't think it was necessarily him punking out. It was like, I can't support this. Mm. But Griff could support it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Griff could support it. So I, I think over time we're going to see, and, uh, I might be totally getting it wrong. And you know, a lot of people saying I was capable for Nick Cannon. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry about that silliness, man. Yeah. I don't worry about that silliness. But that was an interesting situation. But if we're talking about... Uh, fuckery. We're talking about some of the things that is not helping oppressed people. So, you know, the question comes to us, if you're really about his or her or higher infinite power, healing oppressed people, healing our people, helping our people, how does this stuff that we hear on the radio now, on the streams now, on YouTube now, on SoundCloud now, empower us that's that's the question i want to kind of deal with and we may not get to it right now okay 
but that's that's where I want us to end, man. That's exactly where I want us to end. Um, so I'm gonna ask you, said man, why is hip hop so important to you? Um, yeah, music alone. Um, because I I think I might have chatted with you before. I'm a Coltrane guy. I like Miles Davis. You know, um, you know, I'm hip to Miles Davis, the loneliest monk. So music, period, is definitely um, it's important for the frequencies. You know, vibration is everything. So we got low vibrational music versus you know high vibrational music. It could it could change how a person function. You know, it's, it's all about energy too. So if you're giving up negative energy, you're gonna get negative situ. You're gonna get a negative impact on anyone. Someone walk in the room nasty, upset. You know, saying crazy things that might influence you. And you might get enraged yourself, you know what I'm saying? So it's all about energy and frequencies. That's what I've been focusing on. And I noticed in music, like a certain song I can't play, like DMX, you know, one of my favorite rappers, you know, I haven't, sadly, to be honest with you fellas, I haven't finished the DMX album. I know all the hits, but I can't listen to DMX because the vibrations, the energy in his music, you know, it's like, oh man, I can't, <laughs> Eminem. Can't listen to Eminem. It's a lot of artists I can't listen to. Like Snoop Dogg, probably one album I listened to was this first one, you know, the classic, but that's it. And I shouldn't have been listening to that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's some records on there that ain't it. But yeah. Man, that's interesting. You saying that you can't, you yeah. cannot listen to some of their content. Mm -hmm, definitely. Even, uh, of course, uh, Young Dolph. Um, I, I know, I knew of him. I definitely didn't listen to his catalog at all. And he, uh, most of, and um, I think Crumb talked about it, you know, the other two Empire artists that passed away, you know, last year in November, I did not listen to them as well because their music wasn't something I should listen to at all. Yeah. Yeah, DMX. So I'm kind of going through a list of some of the MCs who passed away in 2021, and I think someone uh, passed away today too. Um, yeah, can't go kid it. It's crazy, man. So I never heard of Baby CEO. Uh, let me let me put it back. I never heard Baby CEO's content. All right. Of course, I grew up with Prince Marky D. You know when he was a fat boy and when he left the fat boys. Uh, I listen to DMX and I'm a DJ, man. So I listen oh, yeah. to the hits. Exactly. You know, I play the hits, but I really, I have to agree with you. There was some stuff that DMX said that I, I couldn't rock with. Black Rob, like, whoa. Yeah. But I never listened to all of Black Rob's music. This one hit me. This one hit me. Definitely. You know, when Biz Markie passed away, uh, I remember going to a party that, you know, Biz Markey was spinning, man. And it was crazy because in the midst of the party, he started playing a theme for Sanford and Son. <laughs> and so I'm grooving and then I started laughing, right? And then I realized I'm still dancing while I'm laughing. And I look around and everybody else in the room, <laughs> we were all dancing and laughing and having a good time, man. And then he he followed up with like one or two other. He played Good Times, and we all sang along with it. Not Good Times by Chic, but I'm talking about the theme from the TV show Good Times. Mm. You know, <laughs> keeping your head underwater, yeah. making a way if you can. 
temporary layoffs. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, so and then, then he, he followed that up with um, this is iconic. He followed it up with Public Enemies song. Um, yes. The rhythm, the rebel, without a pause, the lower in my level, yo. Uh, so it was just iconic. So I started respecting and listening to him as a DJ. So, you know, when Biz Markie passed, man, now, uh, I don't know who Gonzo was. Mm. Me either. Mm. Okay. Uh, young Keithy, I mean, Young Keith, I heard some of the youngsters, you know, the young heads listening to Young Keith. Mm. All right. You know. Young Dolph, though, I liked Young Dolph's music. Okay. I liked his delivery, but I can't say that I listened to a whole project by him. Yeah, same, same. Hmm. And, you know, there's a big conspiracy that Young Dolph may have faked his death. Yeah, I heard I heard about that with, like, even Nipsey, you know. Like, you never know these things, man. But, yeah, Dolph, man. <clears throat> It's, it's kind of crazy that once again, three empire uh, artists, you know, that own their masters, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they pass within a year of each other. Three artists. It's kind of crazy. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You can say three empire artists. So, okay. So, you know, King Von, let knowledge be born, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, King, King Von and then Mo3. Um, I think he was, uh, he was a native in Houston. So, Mo3 and King Von, I think he was from Chicago. But yeah. Those are the other two, and then of course uh, Young Dolph. So mm. they was all they was all under Empire, and uh, they own they own their masters. They was uh, you know, they they did have ownership of their music. So I definitely respect them, and definitely I respect them trying to get out of whatever situation, whatever neighborhood, you know, they're trying to find a, a, a brighter light. I respect that. With Dolph, I heard he had real estate in Memphis, and he was doing big things, and you know. It's 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 ridiculous that you can't even come home to your own uh, your neighborhood where you grew up at, and you can't even walk the streets or can't even get you know a a, a snack. You know he he was getting like dessert, you know so a cookie spot, and then you destroyed the you destroyed the business of the. So she gotta she gotta rebuild. You know it's crazy, man. So yeah, it's ridiculous, man. It's it's something to think about. Like do these artists. You know, fake the death. People still think Tupac might be alive. Still, you, you would never know. <laughs> Maybe Jada know, but uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But you never know. All right, well, this kind of brings us back to the the effery part, man. Mm-hmm. So, is our content, our music, our 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 hip hop, is that a proponent? To some of the negative things that are happening in our community. Definitely. Um, I feel like some is definitely reflecting the environment, but some are pretty much empowering the negative environment. You know, um, I think the Spotting Got Him song, I forget. Um, it was a hit last year, you know, Randy Moss. You know, if you listen to the lyrics, he's talking about murder. He's talking about violence. The whole time, people just dancing to it. It's kind of, it kind of reminds you of that Andre... 3000 lyric, you know, uh, on Hey Y'all. It's like, y'all don't hear me, y'all just want to dance. That's the problem. That's what's going on. <laughs> People mm. just want to dance. They don't want to listen to the, the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem. 
Yo, that that spot him, got him song. That song was so violent. Exactly. Yep. And at some point, I was thinking, are they talking about video games where they shooting up folk? Are they talking about street life where they shooting up folk? Yeah. Or are they talking about them both? Yeah, talking about it yeah. all. And I heard he got shot in Florida or uh, Miami. It's like he he's okay, but like like you're in you know you're empowering this ne- negative activity. It's like you got to move according to it. Like you you know it's ridiculous. Is he okay? Yeah, and, I, and I'm not saying health wise. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't believe so. <laughs> that dude looks spaced out, man. He just yeah. you know uh, you know. It just didn't seem like he was right. No. Yeah, the lyrics alone, um, you know, knocked his dreads off, calling Randy Moss. Like, the lyrics, like, no, like, people ain't listen to it. Like, they're going to keep dancing. I, I hear the catchiness. Like, yeah, I see why you're dancing, but listen to what you're dancing to. Like, you're celebrating this activity, like, without knowing. Like, yo, listen to the lyrics, turn the music off. <laughs> yeah. What's y'all thoughts on um those records? that? Because uh, I feel like Young Dolph had it had it in his his music here and there, but it's a lot of artists that has that in there. Well, what do you think, Minister, man? Well, mm. you should probably preface that Minister never says what he thinks. He just <laughs> drops facts. <laughs> he drops research. Uh, so what is that? What has the research shown us, brother? I, I, I feel like you know, the, the old adage of history repeats itself. It's not true. We repeat history when we don't learn from the past. Okay. Mm-hmm. I always tell young cats, whatever mistakes you make, make new ones. Many of the young cats mm-hmm. who followed us, now I'm 51, and as I read these reports of us losing our artists and I just got to keep it a buck. We still haven't learned jack shit from losing Tupac and Biggie and Big L and mm. Freaky Ty. Okay. For some reason we keep having this groundhog day and the groundhog day is becoming worse and worse and worse. Okay. I also look at this as kind of a a cultural war, if you will. I'm going to rewind you back into the memo that was put out by J. Edgar Hoover to his agents in the field after the assassination of Chairman Fred Hampton, where he says that once we got Fred Hampton off the set, we need to make black youth understand that if they choose to be revolutionaries, they will be dead revolutionaries. Later in the memo, he says, why can't these black youth choose to be artists and athletes where American society will, uh, they will be beloved by American society as opposed to being despised. So I kind of look at it in part as being socially engineered into certain things. And then when you get them into certain spots, now you begin to use their culture against them. Okay. Mm. And like I said, I'm, I've seen this happen and I can take it as far back as bebop and how revolutionary bebop was and how when the FBI was having surveillance on bebop artists, I'm talking Charlie Parker, I'm talking 
Thelonious Monk, I'm talking Dizzy Gillespie, where they felt that Bebop in particular was introducing young people, particularly young white youth, to marijuana. And Brother Seiko, you may have remember when the DuPont family put out a, it was a documentary they put out called Reefer Madness. Okay. And the reason why they put it out was because they saw what cannabis and hemp would do to destroy their particular industry. So they had to criminalize hemp by coming with this thing called Reefer Madness. And this is one of the ways how music and basically culture has been used as as a weapon to destroy certain things. So because those entities saw the golden era of hip hop and they saw what it was able to do to get us to stop going to the club and have us going to Mr. Farrakhan lectures, Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark, Dr. Asante lectures, we need to change that narrative back into from being gorillas to gangsters. Okay, so so I'm kind of giving you a little historical context to say this is nothing new. It's just the weapons have gotten more sophisticated and the consequences have become more fatal. Mm. Definitely. Are you saying like the elders who keep saying it's all about the music? These young folk just keep listening to the wrong music. And it's the reason that they're doing all this stuff is their music. You're saying that it's been contrived. Mm. And and see, those people don't help matters much because you can't, you know, Peter Ty says you can't blame the youth of today. Okay. How can we blame these young people without having to look back at a Millie Jackson or Denise LaSalle who were putting out similar raunchy lyrics? Mm. Mm. Okay. So I don't get into critiquing young people because they didn't learn this in a vacuum. Mm. Yep. They had to get it from somewhere, somehow. And, and I think sometimes those of us in older generations, we have a nasty habit of being hypocritical and passing the buck and putting the weight on the youth. Okay. When, okay. when the youth didn't know where they get it from, they just picked it up from some, like I said, they didn't get this in a vacuum. They picked it up from somewhere, from somebody. So I think we as older generations have to carry a lot of the weight for the condition that the youth are in today. Definitely. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's picked up bad habits. It's all programming. Yeah. So that definitely reflects, you know, like um, definitely growing up, I learned bad things to say because based off of people, I was, older people I was around, like, oh, you, you don't say that. Like, oh, but he said it. You know what I'm saying? It's right. all bad programming. Like we got um, and then it's it's all about the environment. You know, they say uh, you know, you know, a village raised a child. You know, I probably messed up the the the, the phrase, but it's very mm -hmm. important surroundings of a a person's development. You know, it can right. hinder a person, and then uh, they just reflect on where they come from. So, right. you know, they they walk from where they come from. You know. And, and to add on what, what you had just said, you know, the old adage of it, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, what do you do when you have a sick ass village? Oh, yeah. OK, sick children, man. Preach. So, Preach. So if, you, if you got a sick ass village, you can't produce healthy fruit. Mm. No. OK, so when do we start healing the village? 
you see. So that's why I said we have to stop looking at things in isolated things and in vacuums because that's not who we are as a people. We always look at things holistically, interconnectedly, and in its totality. Mm. And and that's how we have to uh, analyze the issue and how we have to solve the issue. Because like I said, everything is interconnected. Everything. Definitely. So, yeah. so how do we how do we stop the 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 community from being toxic? Mm. You, you know, my thing I've always said that revolution What's begins in a mirror. You know, everything begins with you. So, what can you do on an everyday basis to conduct yourself and to live? an upright, moral, righteous, and civilized life, okay? And I think by starting with our individual selves and begin to demonstrate living in that manner, it will begin to, you know, create a domino effect on others, okay? We, you know, because everybody wants to start from the outside in, but it starts from the inside out. Hmm. Okay, because like I said, all revolutions begin in the mirror. Yeah. And I know that's overly simplistic, but that's that's usually where it, it takes off. All right. So if we're looking in our mirror and we're looking at you know what we see on our screen, like what I'm seeing with this young Dolph video with Megan the Stallion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how do I change that? Because I Partly, I'm looking at this like this is just a video game, and it's a it's a voluptuous young woman. Um, mm-hmm. Video games exist. Right. There are definitely some voluptuous young women out there. <laughs> well, and and Siku, uh, I don't, you know, not to tell our ages, but remember the movie Clockers. Mm. And remember when the young cat was playing the video game called Gangster? Now that was in the mid '90s. So we have to begin, you know, um, Francis Chris Welsing, she always talks about the nine areas of people activity. And one of those areas is called entertainment. I changed the name. It's not entertainment. It's propaganda. Mm. Okay. And, you know, I took I took a propaganda course in college. And one of the things you learn about propaganda is that. It's the first weapon used in warfare. In other words, you have to make your enemy killable before you kill him. Okay, so if there's a a target or an enemy you want to neutralize, what do you do first before you attack him? You have to use your tools of media to um, dehumanize demoralize, criminalize, vilify him in the eyes of the public. So that way, when you do go after him, there's no sympathy for him. You see? So we have to understand that there are, uh, I think Sons of Man called it best, silent weapons for quiet wars. Mm. Okay? So not all wars are fought physically per se. They're fought on multiple levels. And those of you who operate in the metaphysical esoteric community understand what I'm talking about. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. 
One of my for the uninitiated, for the uninitiated, what are you talking about? Okay, there's a there's a law. There's a law. It's called the law of correspondence, where it says, "As above, so below." Okay, so the wars that you see fought in the physical realm are already being fought psychologically and spiritually. Okay, so I guess you would say there are tangible battles as well as intangible battles. If if that makes sense. Man. Yeah, that's okay. deep, man. That's okay. deep. <laughs> okay. okay. And, and, and like I said, you know, having you know, having been a DJ in college and doing uh research, there there is uh one one book I want to drop on everybody. And the book is called The Harvard Report Censored. Okay. And the reason I want to drop that book on everybody is because it's a blueprint that was allegedly commissioned by a former record executive named Clive Davis. Mm, Clive Davis. Mm. Okay. Clive Davis is the one who introduced us to Whitney Houston, who later became the mentor for P. Diddy. And if you follow his history, he's had connections to organized crime. He's even been arrested for racketeering. Mm. Okay. His oh, contempor- like six, nine. <laughs> right. Now, Clive Davis's contemporaries include <laughs> Jerry Heller. Right. Mo Austin. And all of those executives who emerged during the mid to late 60s, they came right after Morris Levy, who we know had ties to the Genovese crime family. Okay, and it has been alleged that the Genovese crime family had ties to Bad Boy, allegedly. Okay, so so what you have to understand is, is that music has always been a weapon that has been used against us because I forgot where I read it, but it says that in a war, the first weapon that an oppressed people use to fight back is their culture. Okay, check out China. Check out Vietnam. And in fact, in the case of Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh, who shares the same birthday as Malcolm, when he was in New York, he used to go to UNIA lectures and listen to the Honorable Marcus Garvey and understood the importance of cultural nationalism, took that blueprint back to Vietnam and used that as a factor in defeating the Americans in a Vietnam War. OK, so so we have to really understand the importance of culture as a weapon and how it's weaponized to work against us, as well as how to use culture to work for us. OK, because culture is just a tool. But what determines its success or failure, whether it's good or bad, is. The consciousness behind the hands that uses it as a tool. Definitely, definitely, man. Um, definitely true. And people don't know that, you know, you know, Bad Boys is just a it's under Sony. You know, that's a that's the parent company. And that's what most right. death was breaking down. You mm-hmm. know, we can we can produce all these records. We can. But we don't even own it. So we really don't control the narrative necessarily. So they right. can. Yeah, it's a weapon, man. So, mm-hmm. yeah, completely. And, yeah. And, and this is why I'm glad to. When, when you see artists like Paris, who created his own lane with Gorilla Funk Records, 
mm. uh, artists like the Coup out of the Bay Area, and then most recently, um, Immortal Technique. Mm. Okay, who was able to maintain his independence, and I think he was able to move like three hundred thousand units independently um, to be okay. able to where he was able to buy farmland in his native Peru, uh, be able to send his sister to college without her taking out a loan. So there are things you can do independently and still maintain the- Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I got to salute that power move. Say that again. What did what did uh, Paris do? I mean, that wasn't Paris, but- uh, Immortal uh, Technique. The Immortal Technique, yeah. What okay. did he do with- he was able to buy farmland in his native Peru. Okay. Um, in fact, there's a there's a one hour documentary on him during his early days. Okay. He talked about being born in a military hospital in Peru, how his parents migrated to Harlem. And then his formative years being formed in Harlem during the 80s. Okay. It's, it's a real interesting thing. Um, the people who are in that documentary include Woody Harrelson. Uh, Ice-T, Cornell West, Chuck D, KRS-One, um, Russell Means, uh, Native American activist from the American Indian Movement. Um, he has a very interesting saying. He says, if you want to be sovereign, act sovereign. Mm. Okay. And in the music game, I think there's, I think we don't act sovereign enough. Okay. Yeah. If we say we want to be bosses, quote unquote, you can't be a boss begging for an advance. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Doesn't work. All right. And we shouldn't, and we should learn that from, and I know I'm telling my age, but uh, this whole independence move in hip hop, we can really trace back to NWA. Definitely. Okay. Because instead of NWA saying, you know, please, Mr. Charlie, will you listen to my demo? You decide to create your own music, build your foundation from the ground up, use the Compton swap meets to a point where by your sophomore album, you were able to move one million units with no commercial radio airplay. That forever changed the game in hip hop. Now we're talking 1989 here. Yeah. I think we can go back a little deeper, man, because okay. we, we're taking out, when, and many times when we talk about, you know, the groups that really move things mm. in any genre, we talk about the ones who were uber popular. Yeah. But a lot of those moves were found in Uncle Jam's army. And Dr. Yeah. Dre was, was connected. He wasn't a part of right. Uncle Jam's army, but he was connected with him. Right, because he was a part of that history. In fact, I had the pleasure of um, speaking with Lonzo Williams, who is what I consider one of the architects of West Coast hip hop who can give us that history, uh, who basically was there when when he got paid the finder's fee to hook Eazy-E with Jerry Heller. Mm. Okay. So that, that whole move of, of independence, and, and like you said, correctly with... Um, with Uncle Jam's army, but then I guess we have to also go back before that. The first real move of independence would have to be Sam Cooke. Oh, definitely. Sam Cooke, man. Okay. okay. And the okay. reason now to, to get into the whole political aspect of that, 
Sam Cooke created SAR Records. Sam Cooke was influenced by going to Malcolm X lectures when Malcolm X was talking about the importance of owning and controlling the means of your production and distribution. So Sam Cooke took that to heart, created SAR Records. Okay, now he paid a hell of a price for his sovereignty and his autonomy, but it set off a chain of events to where artists who came after Sam Cooke, your Ike Turner, your Chuck Berry, your James Brown, um, even moving into George Clinton about owning and controlling. Oh, and Ray and uh, Ray Charles to owning and controlling your catalog, your masters and your publishing. Because everybody understood the importance of having autonomy and sovereignty, because at that time, the mob basically controlled the music game. Mm -hmm. The venues, the promotion, the booking, all that was mob control directly and indirectly. And I mentioned Morris Levy. Morris Levy was basically the godfather of all that, because everybody knew he had the backing of the Genovese crime family. Okay, so. <clears throat> so it's kind of like, you know, as we come back into the modern era, we I keep asking myself, what have we learned? Exactly. Yeah, like, and you mentioned uh, independently, like, um, Master P is definitely someone that's seen that blueprint, you know. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was selling records out of his, uh, you know, out of his trunk. He went to Harlem. He, he was, uh, you know, he was selling them, man. He knew what, he had the vision. I definitely respect that. Yeah, man, it's... Yeah, we I think we lost the vision and we um we um we definitely lost the vision, man. Yeah, and, and in P's case, P got his hustle game from the Bay Area mm. and was able to take that that blueprint, bring it back to the Gulf Coast in, in New Orleans. Um and in fact, it was interesting you mentioned Master P. Some of you may not have his old book. Guaranteed success. Mm. Okay. Now, in this book, he talks about how Jimmy Iovine tried to buy him off for a million dollars. He doesn't mention Jimmy Iovine by name, but he mentions how he uh, invited P and his brother up to New York and wanted to give him a million dollar signing bonus. But P taking the wisdom from his grandfather, who says, never make a decision from desperation. He looked into that contract. He didn't like what he saw because he saw the autonomy and the sovereignty he would have to give up just for that chump change. Yep. Okay. And so he faxed the the contract to his attorney. His attorney says, it'll be the worst contract you would ever sign. And so he turned him down. Now, his brother was mad, but P says, look, if somebody's willing to give me a million dollars now, what am I really worth? Yeah, man. And um, yeah, I was just looking at, uh, you know, an interview on Drink Champs, you know, Big Sean saying pretty much he don't own his masters and how, you know, Kanye West are good music, more Mm -hmm. good music than Kanye, but I ain't trying to. But yeah, um, he said he was owed six million. He had to audit. So he had to audit the label. He was owed six million and probably more, you know what mm. I'm saying? Mm. And also, also this show I've been watching, um, you know, Wu Tang, you know, right. Wu Tang, they got a show and RZA, you know, because ODB, Jizza, and RZA are all related, 
So just off the strength of that, Rizza, he made the decision for ODB. So, hey, you're going to go with Electrica, not um, Def Jam, because he wanted right. him to own his masters come 20 years. Mm-hmm. But ODB was big mad. He was upset. It's like, nah, like, yo, I made a great decision for you. He's like, nah, man, you could at least told me about it. It's like, mm-hmm. he's he seen, he seen the vision that ODB couldn't see. Like, owning the masters of your music is very important. I think Rihanna owns her masters. It's only a couple in the business that do. It's crazy. Yeah. And and really, you had to change the game because of what Wu-Tang did. Yeah. Okay. You couldn't pull off a Wu-Tang situation in this climate now. It, it would be impossible. Yeah. So, and and really, I, I, I equate Wu-Tang. I always say that Wu-Tang is hip-hop's version of George Clinton's P-Funk movement. Mm. And you look at the similarities. And really... To, an, to a large extent of what James Brown did, and you look at the people that came from James Brown's tree, then from George Clinton's tree, and then later from Wu-Tang's tree. You know, where you had Sons of Man, you had Kill Army, Grave Diggers, you had um, this Israeli boy, Remedy, you had the Moroccan boy, Silver Rings. You know, that, that sort of thing. And then Rizzo was able... And, you know, one thing that Lonzo Williams told me, and he told me this out of his own mouth, he said the one thing that he had wished West Coast artists would have done that the East Coast artists were smart enough to do was to take their music and leverage it into other money-making opportunities. The one thing that the West Coast was always hanging their hat on was record sales. Yep. But they never took the time to flip that into other money-making opportunities. And he said that's the one thing that he gives the East Coast credit for is to leverage their music prowess and then flip it into other oh, yeah. vehicles. Wu-Tang clothing line is crazy. Like, yeah, they made millions. Yeah. Ooh, right. Yeah. And, and I talk about that in my book. I said, you look at the domino effect of Wu-Tang now. Now we're looking at Method Man, possibly becoming a part of the Marvel Cinema Universe. You know, Raekwon just came out with his latest book. Uh, RZA's doing scores. So we we begin to see the long-term impact of what these cats out of Staten Island did when they released 36 Chambers. I think it was 1993. So, So that's a huge... So we're talking 30 years of, you know, the ripple effect. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, they all was they all had an apartment. They was uh they pretty much made a studio in the mm-hmm. apartment, like all of them became construction workers. It was crazy, like seeing right. that, like seeing the vision, man. They mm-hmm. had to, yeah, they had to get a phone line for the business because they made it an LLC. It was important to see that, man. Yeah, right. Well, this brings us back to the question: how does this empower us, man? How can we be empowered by what the Wu-Tang Clan did, bro? I think, you know, let's let's look at the model, okay? Wu-Tang didn't... Well, okay, let me put it this way. Wu-Tang knew that they had to dominate the music game first, okay? That was what we call in business your core competency. Okay. Mm. Once you got your core competency down, now you can begin to branch out. 
into other arenas. So once Wu-Tang was able to dominate the music game, then other opportunities were able to open up. So that's when RZA and Method Man were able to move or branch into Hollywood. Uh, what's that documentary? The show. Mm. Okay. Then you saw Method Man team up with Red Man, you know, after uh, Method Man signed to Def Jam. Yep. Okay. Then you see Method Man and Red Man in movies. How high? How high too? Yep. Um, then you begin to see RZA as a New York Times best-selling author, first with the Wu-Tang Manual and then the Tao of Wu. I read both of those. Great books. Okay. Then came doing the musical score for Kill Bill. Then came RZA in American Gangster. Hey, bro, let me stop you for just a yes, moment. Uh, speaking of gangster, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of gangster, I want to bring one of the most gangsterist in the popular positive manner. Uh, brothers, I know the good chakra doctor is going to join us on Get On The Code. How you yeah. doing, Doc, man? Yeah, spiritual gangster, spiritual gangster. The gangster ain't never leave it, just went spiritual. That's all. The, the, the tactics, all of the street moves I used to do, it never left. I just do it for positive now. Nigga, you yeah. play with, nigga, this, nigga, nigga who play, you play with my family, your mama still could get killed. You play with my family, you, 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 you still could be found in the river. But it's just going to be, I'm going to write it on a pen and a paper. I'm going to write it on a pen and a paper. And I ain't going to have to, you know, do it physically now. I know how to. I know how to get the universe to do things for me now. You know what I mean? Mm. So, you mm. know, that's the next level of black people got to remember who we are as a heritage and as a people. You know, mm. we got to start getting, we got to call on that higher power to, you know, to handle handle business for us because, you know, sometimes things can get a little too big. You know, in the neighborhood, you know, you might fight the you nine years old. You might fight the, the nine year olds or the eight year olds or the 10 year olds, but when the, when the 13 or the 12 and, you know, the 11 and, you know, the big boys come, you got to go get your big brother. Man, hold on, I got somebody for you. I'm going to get my big brother. You feel me? I got somebody. I'm about to go get my big sister or whatever, right? So, you know, that's what we black folk got to do. We got to uh, we gotta call on the big homies in the heavens. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Ancestors. And, uh, bars, yeah. yeah, man. You know, that's what Nas said. Hood rats don't abortion your womb. We need more warriors soon sent from the stars, sun, and the moon. So, mm -hmm. you know, you know that was that was real facts right there. You know what I'm that's saying? Cool. Even though even though you know my disposition on because we're talking about a uh you know uh a musical genre that you know, that i love it's a love yeah. i got a love hate relationship with hip-hop man i, I hate yeah. hip-hop and i love hip-hop at the same damn it's like a gemini yeah 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 <laughs> because you know because on the one hand you know look at all the millionaires and entrepreneurs is creating and <clears throat> you know look at all of the people look at all of the world we're influencing like black people america you know black people in america american black folk influence the world you got chinese people rapping like us, you know asian people rapping like us the whole world you know moving like us right and um so that's the great thing to show the influence that we have that world influence we just got an impact on the world that's just like like no other it's it's it's, it's godlike if you will, yeah. you know, it's definitely God. Like this is why they call us God, mm -hmm. peace, God. You know, because that's what you are. You know what I mean? But this society has gotten us and reverted us back to you know a dog. Remember, because dog spelled God spelled backwards is dog. 
And so this doggish state that we're in where we're according bitches, this this doggish state that we're in where, you know, we'll be satisfied with the scraps off the table. Mm-hmm. You know, this doggish state that we're in where, you know, we sniffing and licking asses trying to see and get some passes, you know. It, 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 that's the part that's disgusting because it didn't start off that way. You know, mm-hmm. but I do have to say scientifically, it was bound to end up this way because truthfully, um, hip hop was a movement born from poverty. It wasn't Ooh. a movement born from wealth and abundance. It wasn't a movement born from <clears throat> a state of tranquility and peace and you know, utmost yeah. respect and honor and justice and truth and balance, reciprocity and order. Mm. Nah, it was it was a it was a cry out saying, Hey. Broken glass everywhere. You everywhere. walk around you gonna get your foot. Just don't care. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. You see, it was, it was, you know, um, I call it. Well, you know, we got to go all the way back to, you know, our first paid music, which was, you know, the jazz and the blues, and those are all of the American music was born off pain, born oh, off yeah. struggle, born mm-hmm. off poverty. So yeah, it was only, it was only right that we was gonna get to this level. You know, what I mean. What are we? What are we rapping about? One of your major rappers is named Rod Wave, and he and his genre they say he's good at rapping pain music. Mm. Pain music. So, yeah, that shows no okay. these black men that's rapping they hurting. Mm. Oh, they hurting. Yeah, that's hey, and let me let, let's take a quick moment, man. I want to. Uh, I gotta do this because I gotta do this. We gotta do a, a disclaimer every now and then. Disclaimer time. All right, so if we use the term African-American, we're saying an American citizen of some level, not necessarily of African or indigenous descent. When we use the term black, we're not talking about skin color, hair texture, origin from a city, state, country, nation, or a planet called black. We're not talking about a crayon color. We're not stupid. We're not talking using the term to address somebody's legal status or nationality. If we use the term black, we might be referring to a person of some level of African and or indigenous or aboriginal descent. All right. We got to do that from time to time. And I yeah. can see that this is going to be one of the times that we got to do it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So good brother, carry on. My Native American brother, Chakra <laughs> yeah. Doctor, our Black yeah. Indian brother, Chakra Doctor. You know, we got oh, the melanated yeah. in the house, Choctaw, man. Go ahead, let's drop it. Choctaw Chippewa to be exact. Choctaw Chippewa to be exact. You understand <laughs> me? So, you know, it's nice to it's nice to know the truth, man. You know what I mean? But when it comes to this love hate relationship, I man, I was just listening to one of them. Uh I was just listening to Roddy Rich yesterday, you know, and I was like, damn, I love this shit, but I hate this shit. Cause you hear you, you know, you you hear yeah. where they're coming from. They're letting you know I'm taking these drugs, I'm hurting. I'm 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 degrading my women, I'm hurting, I'm degrading myself, I'm hurting, I'm killing my brother, I'm hurting, like like mm. and then in and we and even though you're making money and getting paid to hurt, you get money, you're getting paid to hurt. That's crazy. You're getting paid to hurt your people. So the reward, the reward don't the reward don't measure out to the risk. Um, because you know the musicians are the prophets and the poets of the society, you know what I mean? Man. And our whole life is music. Our whole life, you know, we grew up learning our ABCs and one, two, threes through music. Mm-hmm. So we know, man, that the, the reason why these young 
these young black males who are taking over the world, who have taken over the world with the word nigga, turned a derogatory word and turned it into a million dollars. How can we not turn this to nothing to make um something from nothing? This is God's status. We Man. took all of the derogatory words, we took all the derogatory foods, we turned that into a soul food. Look how we we even we Man. even turned we even make the bad and turn that shit into some good now. Definitely. <laughs> right? So yeah. Pigs all, feed, the all bad that, things man. we were given, yeah. we were we were given the shit instinct of the of the war. You know, after you lose a war, you're not gonna be the one walking around in luxury. Yeah. When the colon that the reason why they call him the colon, now that's just a friendly term. Call it call it what it is. When the robber, the thief, the stealer, the raper, the murderer, the abuser, the trickster, the devil came on your land guard, your motherfucking ass lost the war. Mm. Hmm. That's it, man. And if you want to win the war, you pan and I, and I and I was once guilty of this being a being an aspiring rapper when I was coming up and all of those people you were naming. I grew up off them people. I was eighty two. I'm an eighty two baby. I'm eighty two. All them dudes right there, y'all was naming. You know, you know, Wu Tang and all. Man, I grew up on all those dudes. So I'm disappointed in my motherfucking idols. I'm disappointed in the Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang ain't built nothing for us, man. man. Fuck your clothes and you ain't got nothing for me, man. You man. ain't got nothing for me, but I paid and went and bought your album, man. man. You know, um, fuck Jay-Z. Nigga, what you built for black people? You ain't built nothing for me. And this yeah. is where I'm at as a black person, man. As a black person, I'm for my people, man. Look at the state my people in for y'all to be still walking around here with millions of dollars on your neck, houses on your wrists. And our people still living in <clears throat> Pittsburgh coming to see you at your concert and you ain't stepping out saying, hey, look what I got for you for showing me this love. Look what I got for you for giving me this support. Look what I got for you for giving me this swag. Look what I got for you for giving me this, my identity, black. <clears throat> and you ain't, and, and where's the pay it forward from the hip hop community? Where's the pay it forward from the, oh, I give to this charity. Man, fuck that charity and that charity. Build, yeah, something, build something for us and show us through the exactly. proof and the pudding. You won't kill your brother. You won't degrade your sister. You won't do everything up under the sun. You won't talk about God body 360. Well, show me the God body 360 companies there. God body knowledge born ass niggas. Show me. Because exactly. I'm a player. I'm from the show me state, nigga. Missouri, mm -hmm. nigga. What the fuck? I'm from New Orleans, but nigga, right now I'm from Missouri. Show me. That's the only thing that's gonna make me believe you. If you ain't walking in this motherfucking shit and like you talking, I don't wanna hear you, Rizza. What have you built for us? Hmm. Method Man, what have you built for us? M-O-D, A-O-D. What, hey. what have you built for whenever when we was going Nothing, crazy, man. busting niggas over heads over the bottles, busting niggas in the head with bottles over your songs? Killer bees? Nigga, where is our where where is our nursing home? Where are the black nursing homes at? Well, well, okay. well, you know, well, where the rappers pension fund them, all the rappers. Why, why these dudes had to die broke? Where's yeah, the rappers union? They still don't got a union. They you talk still don't about got no union. You niggas is man, you niggas is hoes, man. You niggas is mm. motherfucking, you niggas is motherfucking house niggas, and it been like that. And it been like that. So this is how I feel. This yeah. is how I feel. Yeah. You can't get rich oh, man. off us and don't pay it forward for us. This is how I exactly. feel. This, okay. You can't, I feel like this. I just feel real passionate. Because we are giving these people our lives. Our children are dying hmm. at a rapid rate. 
Our women are dying at a rapid rate. And we're talking about these people as if they're righteous. Exactly. What the fuck right. world Ooh, I'm living in? Programming. What world but, I'm living in? Exactly. But this people goes back to what righteous. I was. But this goes back to what I was talking about earlier with what Jager Hoover said in the COINTELPRO papers. After the assassination of Fred Hampton, you were socially engineered disproportionately into thinking that the only way you can get any form of respect or power in this society is being a gladiator or a court jester. What did Biggie say? In order for me to get out of poverty, I got to spit a hot 16 or have a wicked jump shot? Yep. Okay? So we have to look at the social engineering because think about it. Why is it that we're the only race that has to look at our you know what I hear right now? Look what I hear, look what I hear from you coming right now, brother. This is what I hear coming from you right now. I'm from the streets, right? I'm from the streets. If I'm in the streets, I used to sell heroin. I used to sell coke. I used to sell dope. I used to sell pills. I used to sell whatever I could get my hands on. I done seen six, I done seen six figures in the streets. You feel me? I done lost six figures, five figures. I done did all this in the streets in New Orleans at that, where niggas get killed on a at a higher rate than other cities. Okay. And what I'm hearing right now, me and my brother was talking about this because me and my brother went to jail together, got our education, came out. He has him, he beat recidivism, I beat recidivism. And um we were talking about um this hey, hold on, hold on. theory. We gotta clap for that, man. Because yeah. most brothers don't beat recidivism. Right. I gotta salute you on that, bro. Yeah, man. Um yeah, you said we're gonna talk about that. What I did to beat recidivism, you know what I mean? Um, it's coming and up. Have, it's coming and, up. And we have, and we have this thing. We have this theory called the weak links. The the, the mm. weak links. That the weak links are the ones that survived the, the, the colonizer. Remember, the strong links went to war and died. Mm. The weak links, are the ones who said, "Hands up, don't shoot." Ooh. And they, and they mm. bowed down and they went Allah, who act born they hit their head on the motherfucking ground. Because last time I checked, that wasn't the motherfucking uh, that wasn't the uh, the religion of of the motherland. Stop hitting me with that shit, man. That wasn't the religion of the motherland, my nigga. So how we came over here on the boats bumping our head? No, we lost freedom over that, and we came over here on the boats bumping our head. You see, so I look at things from a way broader perspective. So I'm from the streets, right? And if somebody comes and robs me and steals all my guns and steals all my dope and steals all my coke and steals all my you know my product in the streets. Two things about that. I'm about to retire out the streets because that was just, you know, I'm 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 not ready for, you know, I'm not ready to retaliate from something like that. Or, or I'm going to make sure that I set an example so that any everybody ever try to do me that again, they're gonna think twice, three, four, five, nine, ten times before they even try to make a move like that. And the and what I'm hearing with my, you know, with my elders and, and what I'm hearing with my current elders, all y'all doing is talking about how y'all lost. How y'all lost a war that was fought bravely and valiantly by white folks and lost by us. Um, whether we was brought over here, whether we were brought over here, or whether we were already over here or both, and we lost. Period. This is why we call the lost tribe. Of Israel, nigga, we lost the war, and nigga, we lost. Okay, so let's call this spade a spade, and let's let's recoup our losses. 
but we can't we can't recoup our losses sitting around talking about all the things we did to fuck up and get us to the loss. Mm. You see, I'm talking about man. Listen, let's talk about moving forward, right? And the moving forward, the first thing we got to do is we got to acknowledge that yeah, these young brothers making millions and billions and whatever trillions of dollars. Because Kanye West is a billionaire, right? Jay Z is a billionaire, right? Dr. J is a billionaire, right? Uh, 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 LeBron James and all these people that we give our souls to. Sell our souls to these people. I hear, I mean, go to barbershop at the barbershop. Argument after argument about these people. Oh, yeah. LeBron and Gold. Don't know these people from exactly. a can of piss or paint. Don't okay? know these people. Don't know these people from a can of piss or paint. Don't know, I don't know, people, J. Cole. Don't, don't, know exactly. don't know what they do. And so, <laughs> and so for us to be in this state glorifying um, those who haven't proved themselves to be worthy of our glory. Okay, this is you know this is our ultimate weapon. I don't blame the celebrity. I blame the motherfucker who is enamored by the celebrity that thinks that that shit is cool. Okay, mm -hmm. because in the end, when it's all said and done, you have a choice out here in these people's streets. You have a choice. I had a choice. I could have said, "Man, I'm not about to go in these people's streets." I told no guns, man. I had a choice. I made my choice. and said, "Man, f that. I'm going in there. I'm going in there like swimwear. Y'all gonna respect me." Right, I could have, I could have, I could have fell back, and been, I could have fell back, and, and and probably went and re, and, and did something else in life, but you know what? I convinced myself, man, I gotta do this, and this is what, and this is the state that we're in that I hate seeing. That's the part I say I love it and I hate it. Look at all of this wealth that we're building, but we're not, <clears throat> we're not building no wealth. You buying, a, you spending a million dollars with a with a with a with a person who is not of your race, on a chain. On a diamond chain, or you yeah. spend, and you think you can go Google how they're how these rappers are getting ripped off by the jewelers now. Exactly, the rappers the, are getting ripped off by the, the baby jewelers. got ripped the, off. Yeah, man, look at the, 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 the little baby got ripped off. The baby got ripped off. And look, and look at the name of their name, babies. <laughs> babies. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not. Listen, they're, they're look. They're either little or they're young, or they're babies. See. Mm. Soldier boy, that's your boy. Though none of them represent manhood, okay. Exactly. Though none of them represent manhood, all of them represent this boy, imma, this immature, young, irresponsible boyhood. And and, and they looked up to Little Wayne. <laughs> little, keyword little, little, exactly, little, little Wayne. Okay, mm. not not big Wayne, and you know. No, they look up to you know. So I, I I tell people, man, and I heard you was talking about Master P. You know what I mean? And 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 people don't people people don't know, man, that when you look at who these gatekeepers who really run the game, you know what I'm saying? You know, Master P and Bird, man, that's that's a big old gate, my nigga. Hmm. That's a big old gate right there. They got Drake and Nicki and Tiger and came through that gate and. And that's how Tiger got hooked up with the Kardashians. Come on, y'all got to understand how this how, how, how the system move and how the system go. So who are they really serving? You see who they serving? All of them. Kanye West told you, and when they get on, he leave your ass for a white girl. Now get here, then go ahead, get down. <laughs> so you see what look, you see what you, you see what that flavor is to get. They go along. Remember what his name is? Kwame Brown said the go. They call him the go along and get along game. Y'all will go along with some shit. Just so you could, you know, just so you can, just so you could get you out of the deal. Forget the morality, forget the, you know, to forget the ethics. Exactly. Which is, you know, we learned this in business school, you know, ethics, 
You know, they got ethics in cold-blooded, you know, university courses. They got people who are doctors of ethics and stuff like that. Ethics is a real big thing. So we've, you know, even though we're capitalistic, man, we have, we are completely robbed of ethics. And and hip hop is a business. And these oh, yeah. young men don't know the business. Remember, they removed that artist and repertoire, that artist development. They removed artist development. Remember, you was able to go and bring an artist to the to the and develop them for one, two, three years before they even drop a real album, right? Them, they, they done took that out of it. They done took the remember, look, they done took the love out of R and B music. You can't hear no R and B music about no love. Hey, you can't hear no R&B music. Yo, man, you took the social commentary. You robbed us. You took the social commentary out of the hip hop music. At least when we was listening to the gangster rappers of old or the hip hop rappers of old, they had a social commentary with that negative message that counterbalanced it and said, "Look, you could go right here or you could go right here." You feel yeah, me? Nine one one is a joke. Get up, get 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 down. They had an opposite. They had an opposite view. Now look what happened though. When nine one one was a joke, and when it was fight the powers that be. Go remember, look how black people was acting. The music had a subconsciously program. We was, it, it, it was a, remember, when the fight the powers that be in the 911 is a joke, soon as they hit up Rodney King, they, it, 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 they turned into a riot. They said, oh no, we can't have another one of them. Uh-uh, we gotta change this music. Mm-mm, we can't have another, uh-uh, we can't have another Rodney King riot. Uh-uh. They was they almost they almost took us under. Why? Because they was fighting the powers that be, and they knew nine one one was a joke. You see, but as but that was a social even though that was a negative message, it had a social commentary in it. So when the boys when the people ran down up on Rodney, they were like, hell no, we, we won't go. We yep. about to get into that business. We about to get into that business, right? And they still caught up with you later, Rodney. See how that go? They still caught hmm. up with you later, Rodney. God Man. damn. They still caught up with later. later. God Rodney. damn, Rodney. What you was doing? Like, what you was really doing, Rodney, to attract that type of shit? You see? Because I'm a big fan of the law of attraction, man. And I think hip-hop is the reason why <clears throat> black people have inherited so much damage in our community today. Definitely. The, the gang, especially that new, that drill music that I don't even call it hip-hop. Exactly. The drill that music. That shit ain't... Oh, I run in the house with the... I run in the house and hit your mama and you... Do, that shit ain't no fucking music, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Real music, you know, real music moves the soul to inspiration. Real music, you know, gives you motivation. Real music touches your soul and makes you feel good. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the, today's music is just filled with these emo rappers rapping about how some girl broke their heart. Man, nigga, get you something nuts about yourself <laughs> and get you some fucking. Go, go, go drink you some vodka and get some fucking hair on your chest. Let me uh, be crying about yeah. what she did. These niggas is crying. These niggas didn't reverse the role. You feel me? Look, go look at what old boy just had to do. Kevin Hart just was sitting on laps. Come on now, Kevin Hart sitting on laps trying to get the bread. Running, you know. Program, uh, look yeah. at him. They all got a well. They all got a yeah. Kevin, that was just what yesterday, the day before yesterday. Uh, Kevin, the white boy, the white boy carrying Kevin Hart like a little child, sat him on his lap like Santa for Christmas, and he act like a little child on the white man lap. Oh, oh, see, and 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 and. and, and and this is the sh- and this is the shit. Like y'all support that? Y'all gonna go watch his next movie, huh? I bet y'all gonna go watch his next movie, huh? When it come out, y'all gonna all watch Kevin. Man, fuck Kevin Hart. I don't watch no name. I stopped watching Kevin Hart movies a long time ago. Yeah, I stopped watching Kevin a long time ago. Why? Because I know one thing for certain, two things for sure. You ain't helping us. You almost a billion. You about to be the first comedian billionaire, and still ain't ain't, ain't, ain't did nothing for it. Yeah, most of these most of these rappers they turn actors, you know. Even common leftists for acting, you know. Even common leftists, like, and 
Hold on, what, what Denzel done did for a nigga, man? Come on, besides Ooh. come talk to a nigga college. Besides mm -hmm. come talk to a nigga college, give an acceptance speech, or, or pay for somebody tuition, yeah. or at some fucking white boy college. Because even the black college are owned by white folk. Come on, stop playing them games like black folk own them damn college. Yeah, exactly. Black folk don't own them damn college. Stop that shit. Stop calling that shit historically black. Nigga, that shit ain't never been no historically black and fucking white folk been funding them universities now. Mm. So stop, uh, stop playing them. It's like the record label. It's like the record label. I, I, I got a set up, huh? I got a set up Hampton University. They bad boy records. I got a set up Hampton University. Hampton got an answer to that nigga that live in the Hampton. See how that go? That's <laughs> 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 Oh man, <laughs> that's why they call that bitch happy. The people in the happens own that shit, man. They probably been living off of Hampton University. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. The first, the first like people in the Hamptons were us. The first people in the Hamptons oh, were us. We got kicked out the Hamptons. All right, yeah, so. we, got, we got ran out. <laughs> we got the ran out the Hamptons. The, the hamburger, oh, the hamburger, ran us out of the Hamptons. <laughs> Still, I got to salute Hampton University. All right? oh, yeah. um, and all my HBCUs. Salute. Uh, but, I mean, you do bring up a good point. And it comes down to this. How does this empower us? Man, knowledge is power, man. Knowledge applied yeah. is powered on times 10 right knowing that's the beginning of saying okay i know better you can't fool me no more but yeah. applying what i know that's saying okay let's have a race and competition i think i know better than you you see how they go and mm -hmm. so that's what we got to get at when it comes to black folk like black folk got to mm -hmm. get re-interested in nerd shit again know the ledge mm -hmm. we got to get yeah. re-interested in we got to get re-interested in 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 in, 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 in matters of intellect and in matters of social and matters of social engineering and in in matters of real political gaining political footholds and matters of really 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 gaining a root in a uh financial in, in a financial structure within this financial structure that can battle it you feel me and the only way you can do that is by getting is by start getting black folk healthy because we sick we yeah. sick you feel me so a lot of us want to do great things but we sick and that's the part where I, that's the part why I got into the field of you know health and wellness because I feel like you can accomplish anything you want if you live to be a hundred like Rockefeller did. Mm -hmm. I, you, Prince Philip just died at ninety nine. I'm pretty sure he lived out his wildest dreams. Ninety nine years. That's vampire numbers, man. The people putting up centuries on us. We can't make it past the half the half century mark. Definitely see? true. And they're living into these ripe old ages because that's the second that's the second age of your life where you make the majority of the wise um, decisions. Your one through fifty is the majority of your fucked up decisions. The the the, mm. the, the fifty one the fifty one through one hundred you gonna make way more wiser decisions than one through fifty. Oh, see, so that's your, you you got two phases of your life. So they're robbing us of our second phase of life through tricking us through practicing phase through practicing poisonous things and toxic things in our first phase of life exactly. okay and so who's that's why who is that who is that they first and foremost you gotta talk about you gotta chase look at the look at the look at the paper trail when you see who they is we gotta go to politics okay the top members of politics the top members of media the top members of the educational system. Yep, okay, the top, mem 
the top members, yeah, no, my Vendi and Viacom and all these Vendi, yep. they don't got that got no faces. These big ass companies ain't got no faces, or the faces is just the CEO paid puppet because the real hidden hands are really, really, you know, really going in. Um, you know, um, um, the top, uh, the, the top people in the, in these in these military branches and in these mm -hmm. fucking intelligence in in community branches. Okay, mm. all right, um, the top people in these hospital branches. Right, even and it trickles down. They got people all on all levels now. It's infiltrated on all levels. Don't get it twisted. The devil is on all levels. The devil was able to walk all the way in heaven and holler at God and say, "What's happening with that nigga Joe?" Okay, so we know the devil go to and fro, <laughs> heaven and hell, earth and to and fro. So we know we know the devil on all levels, just like God on uh, uh, challenging us, challenging us. I feel like this is just a great challenge for black people that's going to go down in our history of how we fell and how we overcame. And um, when you look at the top people in, in, in banking and the top people in the religious communities and the top people in the stock industry and the top people, especially, with, you know, that whole black market. Oh, my goodness. Don't even talk about the black, the black market and the stock industry. This black market and the stock market is what fuse the is what fuse the eight head hydra of what we call the uh, beast in America. Politics, media, education, business, military, medicine, banking, re banking, religion. OK. And. When you when you look at these eight these eight heads that really really govern our um, life, you're saying where's the money come to fund this evil? And now you got to look at okay, the stock market and the black market. Okay, the black market that's the source, that's the pool of dark money. That's the pool. That's why they call it the dark web. That's the pool of the dark energy. All that organ harvesting, all of them drug selling, all of the illegal guns, illegal gambling, illegal motherfucking diamonds, illegal everything, illegal. They, they, you, you name it. There's a there's an illegal there's there's something illegal on the black market. This funds all this funnels the monies into the stock market. So the black market, if if the if, if this was a car, if the if the powers that be were a car, okay, then the black market would be the engine and the transmission and the motor, the shit that makes the car room, right? Mm. All right. But now the car the car still needs to get you know to and fro and the stock market would be you know the pedal the brake the gauge the speedometer the radio and the front and the dash the window all right and the rest would be the parts of the car you know um you know the, the doors the wheels the, and everything else but the two things that fuse this car of evil because when you look at all of these industries they're all number one appear appear to be owned by white folk appear to be owned by white folk and number and number two these industries are all billion trillion dollar industries and they're all are riddled with a massive amounts of evil and so that lets you and then when you analyze who is it who is it a who is it a shame to offend in society now you know who's running that that plate remember they tell you whoever is Whoever is afraid, you know, um, at that time, the power of the society, they're always, you never speak against the power of, the, of a particular society. For instance, when the king was in, when the king was in, you never talk bad about that particular king or this, that, and third. So who do people get canceled for talking about? Who do people get fired for standing up to? Who are the bullies of society? And you'll see who's running this, you'll see who's running this evil car. And when you see who running the evil car, it's the same old story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And I'm a big, 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 big old fan of, number one, standing up to that lesser magic, lesser arcana, that weaker shit that the great-grand-holy mother can completely trample and run over, number one. 
Um, and number two, making sure that my young black men and my young black women still today see the truth behind that veil because these are the people who created Planned Parenthood and got you aboard in your womb. These are the people who own in Monsanto and got you trying to, trying to modify all your meat and modify all your, all your food. Okay. Hmm. Remember, these are the people who putting, who remember that that black doctor already discovered it and exposed them. They're putting atrazine in our food, turning our, putting estrogen in our male boys' hormones, right? And turning them, and turning them more effeminate. This is why these men are being born more smaller, more skinnier. Look yeah. at all of these rappers. Go look at all the rappers. All of them are skinny, little, frail, short, little boys. Eating too one much them, too. <laughs> the, the one, the, the one that was so called the, the tall ones. They're not in the spotlight. The tall, big, the tall, big, tall, six feet thin. They're not in the spotlight unless you're in sports or something, right? Mm -hmm. And when you and when you look at that, you know, look at these little boys who they are glorifying as the creme de la creme for black manhood. You'll see, okay, what is fueling that? Well, let's see. Y'all talking about their clothes and pants sagging off their ass, but who creating their clothes? Who creating their clothes? Let's come on. Let's talk about it. Oh, yeah, Louis Vuitton. Who else? That's the gay mafia. Come on, let's talk about it, man. <laughs> exactly. Let's talk about uh, the gay Gucci, mafia. Gucci, Prada. Because, just because they <laughs> exactly. gay don't mean it ain't mafia. Mm. Just because they ooh, gay don't ooh, mean it ain't mafia. Okay? Just, because they, just because they homosexual don't mean they ain't catching bodies. Man, I was in jail. I know niggas catching bodies, giving having sex with other men. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, man? They wasn't respected more than the men in jail, but you know they still had a, a, a bit of respect more than the nigga that was taking the, the cock. Okay, the people who took cock got had to sit down and pee on the toilet like they were female. This is how you know it's a feminine trait, and the, and, and the LGBTQIA, all of them are. The, the, the GTBQIA, they're imitating the L, okay? Mm. Because all of them are imitating women. And I don't have a problem with saying this because I don't never needed them to build my brand, and I never needed them to get my money, and I never needed them for anything in my whole entire life of living. So therefore, I can analyze this truth from a perspective of non-biased judgment. Like, wait a minute, look who's ordering, who look who's making your kids clothes, look who's creating your kids food, look who's owning your kids cartoons these are all people accused of sexual abuse on women pedophilia they got all kind of scandals within their organizations all kind of scandals within their uh their, their personal lives i mean every man, all of your top leaders show me one top leader right now that's leading america right now who doesn't have some complete mud just all in their shit mm. it's everywhere yeah. infestation and they're using hip hop as the vehicle, as the Pied Piper, the, to lure everybody in to the poison. Okay? And the name of the game, I don't know if you ever played Dirty Hearts, but the card game Dirty Hearts, you can take somebody with you when you, um, when you, when you, yeah, the funky fucker. See? I like that because, you know, I remember funk, I remember funk music ain't never used to be really that, that much of a fucker. You know? Um, when you look at, you know, but look at it, think about it. Funk. Funk is not a positive word, brother. I would consider funk. Listen, you ready for this shit? Think about it. Pain. Nobody. Who likes pain? Nobody. But we call it pain music. Some shit that we don't like. This is the law of attraction, right? Definitely. Who likes funk? 
nobody really likes a funky person sitting next to them, but we still call this stuff funky music, right? Mm -hmm. Play that funky music, white boy. See, they was trying to show you who was funky, and you adopted the fucking funk. See, look mm -hmm. what he said. He said, play that funky music, white boy. They were trying to show you who the funk was coming from. But we wasn't listening to the prophecy and the music. We was just bobbing our head and shucking and jiving, doing our chicken and doing our motherfucking dances. Because guess what? The old, the, the elders had what? You know, had dances just like the, these, these youngsters got dances right now. The funky chicken. Y'all remember the, you know, spill of wine, dig that girl. Y'all already know, right? So let's analyze what was going on. And you'll see, you see they're just, they've just taken it now and taken it to the next level of, propaganda and marketing to hurt and poison our people at a high level when these rappers these rappers are endorsing poisonous drinks to you right exactly. come eat my poisonous food at my poisonous restaurant come drink my poisonous alcohol at this poisonous liquor yep. store so come come spend your money come spend your hard-earned money at my poisonous concert that can get Tennessee. you killed come come and you know come and invest into my evil right Mm. And this is the problem I have with it. I can see if, you know, even the gangsters in back in the day, right, they had drugs flooding the hood, but they had community center and stuff for the, all, for the good people. So, you know, hey, y'all get y'all get y'all ass back, get y'all, uh, get off the block. You know, the children couldn't just hang around the drug dealers back in the day. Get your ass inside before something bad happened to you. Go inside by your mama, right? We had, yeah. a, we had, we had some authority going on. Right. But we, didn't, we don't even, we don't even got none of this. We're investing into all of these young black bought kids. They are bought, they, they've been bought out of poverty, right? And this is why they tell you don't make deals with a poor man. Why? Because they're gonna make they make moves out of desperation. Mm. Okay? It's not their fault. They're they're, they're trying to eat, they're trying to live. Okay. And they so, say desperate times cause for desperate measures. Exactly. And, and and don't never fuck with a desperate man. Mm. See? Don't fuck with no desperate man. He desperate, man. He gets stay away, stay, stay away from desperation. And stay and, and stay next to the people who bring aspiration. See, because association brings on assimilation. So you gotta watch out who you gotta watch out who you associating with. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So I don't hang around like desperate people who people who are people who are so entranced and caught into this physical world that it brings them into an emotional breakdown or brings them into negative words out of their mouth or can drive them to do some messed up stuff or say some messed up stuff to you because they're so-called part of their life is not in you know in align with what how they want it or they can't handle certain emotions when somebody telling the truth or they can't handle certain you know we have no emotional these emotional our emotional iq is way down here mm -hmm. and i heard somebody talking the other day like i was supposed to respect their feelings because they felt some way and this was the, i would say that that's farthest from the truth i said i, I care not about your feelings because feelings mm -hmm. can come from a place of falsehood you know how many people? How many people done hated on Seiko Varner without even knowing him, and then they met him? Was like, man, that dude a cool dude. Exactly. Right. And so feelings could come, and feelings could come from a place of falsehood. So I don't trust. I don't trust feelings. I trust actions. Mm -hmm. Actions gonna show me how you really feel. You see what I'm saying? Because that's why it speaks louder than words. Because 85 percent of all language is nonverbal. So let's look at the nonverbal like body cues. language. Let's yeah. look at the nonverbal cues that these rappers. Are sending us. Oh, matter of fact, let me share this. Let me share this too. Look at the cues that these rappers are sending us. They're they're sending us. We don't care about you. We don't care about your children. We don't care about none of your uh. We don't care about nothing you're going through, right? 
So, no, that's that's the basis of the effery, man. That's the basis. Because well, whenever we deal that. with whenever we deal with people who don't care, they destroy things. Oh, so yeah. if I give somebody a brand new car, if I give somebody a brand new car and they don't wash the car, they don't change the oil, they don't rotate the tires, in about three years, that car is going to be a piece of trash. But think they about gave it. something brand new, but it was because they didn't care for it. But and think about it. We keep, what if they ahead. don't know how to rotate the tires? What if they don't know how to wash the car? What if, a, a lot of youngsters, I mean a lot of youngsters, right, 15, 16, 17 years old, no, they literally don't know they don't have no skill they're being raised by women men are the people who in this who instill discipline 82 percent of us have been robbed out of our homes 82 mm. percent of us are missing out the home how are you gonna how are you gonna teach them how, how are they gonna change a tire when they don't even know how to change one mm. how are they gonna take care of a car when they don't know the meaning of even having one so mm. you're saying since we haven't taught them to care they Remember, don't care Remember, Martin Luther King told us he marched us into a burning house. He said yeah. we inherited we inherited the fuckery. Mm -hmm. He said he marched us into a burning house. He marched our black dollars out of Black Wall Street and into their community. What are you talking about? No. So now, so what will the power is then? You talk about Cointel Pro when they when they when Cointel Pro infiltrated. They took you out of this. They took you out of. Yeah. Uh, remember, the gangs didn't start off the, the killing machines that they are now. Exactly. The gangs started off as protection machines for the community. Black men exactly. protecting our community. Right. Okay? That's right. Boom. Community revolution our, in progress. Right. And yep. Our 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 financial state, our economic state, led us to desperation, and we just like Richard Pryor did in the movie, we let the white man buy us. Okay. Mm -hmm. And mm. when that and when that happened, we were able to walk into a trap just like any raccoon or any deer or any <clears> other <throat> animal that walks into a trap. Okay, that's why they call it the trap, and they call it trap music. They literally trap music. call it trap music. Okay? music. Rap yeah. music is literally trap music. It traps the consciousness and traps the mind and our children's mind into believing that you can acquire those things that you see those people have, committing the acts that you hear them rap in their songs, exactly. and that's far from the truth. Okay, and now our black men are robbed out of the home, right? And this, and you see what it has done. You have women raising our men. Mm. And they turned it feminine. This is just common sense. You can't have a 82, you can't have 75%, 80% of these young men being raised by women and expect them to know how to change tires. Women don't change no damn tires, bro. Mm. Women don't know how to ride, operate no, no, man, show me, man, there's rare, there's rare few women mechanics you can go see right now. They're gonna, they're gonna take your camshaft, lift it, and click clack and put that motherfucker. Nah, man. Women ain't do, women ain't doing it. The one that could do that, she's probably on NASCAR somewhere, doing some NASCAR, NASCAR. type shit. What we do. Yeah, what we do, right? And so what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Man. Oh, so first and foremost, the 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 first thing we do is we we reach out and we outreach, right? That's the simple, that's the first, that's called I read a book called How. To, uh, how to budget, I mean, how to uh, market on a shoestring budget. Mm. And mm -hmm. the first way you market on a shoestring budget, because we black people, we operate on a shoestring budget, even though we make $2 trillion out of this economy, it's squandered and wasted on not in places that don't belong <laughs> to our community. So we don't see it come back and stimulate our community. All right. So we got to operate on a shoestring budget. Well, the first way you operate on a shoestring budget is outreach. 
Where is our and that's nothing is nothing it costs nothing to pick up phones and start reaching out and telling people this is what's popping. Who's willing to open their arm? This is how at my FCA got started. I just I just landed and just started walking around saying, Hey people, I do this thing. Do you wanna try it? Do you wanna mm. see what's up with it? Do you wanna hear mm. what I have to say? Do you wanna go some more? Look, well, how can I do more? You can do more by doing this, this, and this, and giving you a roadmap to how to help us reach out. Right, so we can reach out to the schools. I go look on my website, man. I told you I was just at—I uh, mean, you know, not just at, but I, I've done schools, right, in, in San Bernardino and in New Orleans and things of that nature. Right, we can reach out to the prisons. That's nothing mm. that, that don't cost nothing. We're, it mm. costs nothing to reach out to the prisons, get stimulate their mind while they're in jail, so they can come home, change when they get out. Because rehabilitation starts while you're in. Really, you, you, if you're not rehabilitating yourself while you're in there behind the wall, you are wasting your time in prison. Period. Yeah. Mm. And the cultivation, and you tell that to the people in school. If you're not, man, if you're wasting your time being friends and having all of these friends, and all, you're wasting your time in school. You might as well just drop out and go get you some friends. Exactly. If you want friends, and you're going to school yeah. for friends. Get from you know, out of hatches, <laughs> yeah. and keep going. Get, that's number one, man. So you visit the youth and you visit the people in jail. And number three, you visit the elders. You, who said mm. the elders still ain't got no juice left in them? Mm, who yeah. said the elders still ain't got no connection? Right? And, and, and well, what are you proposing that we do? Man, I told you, y'all already got chakra doctor. I've been healing people. Throw me in the water with the ocean with the sharks and I'm going to eat them up like a whale. Then you ain't got to worry about all the rest. All, I, all you mean to do is just point, point and click like, a, like, the, uh, like the keyboard on the mouse. Boop, click. And click on, and, and I'm going now. So okay. this is what I'll be reaching out to people. If y'all really care about black people, I'm healing them already. I'm already what do we do about our exemptions? I'm already giving them vaccine exemptions, right? I'm already giving them, you know, healing modalities <clears throat> to heal their body, healing modalities to heal their mind. Outside of that magic stuff, you ain't never got to buy no magic stuff to still benefit. You still benefit from chakra doctor, right? So, all right. You, you get what do we do like about our doctor. music, bro? What do we do about our music? music? Yeah. Oh, so the, well, you 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 can't do nothing about the music until you start doing something about the the the, the mindset of the people who are buying into the music. Definitely. The mindset of the people who create the music. You can't do nothing mm -hmm. about the music. This is the this is what's programming society. So people are gonna want to listen to something. Is is not the music per se. It is your lack of compassion when it comes to building the people who are listening to your music. Mm. Our 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 musicians used to build us. You can go listen to songs right now, brother, brother. Marvin Gaye. Right, too many of us down. We gotta find a way to show some. You see, like you used to have a commentary that showed that our musicians cared about us, yeah. right? Our musicians don't care about us anymore, and so that's why we're not seeing you know an, an advancement in our consciousness and the social oh, yeah. and the social psyche because our musicians don't care about us anymore it's not about hey man you man you know how many white boys rapping about shit they ain't never did uh, uh yeah. in rock and roll music right now and they making millions of dollars off this shit it's not never been about yeah. rapping or, or moving your fantasy and spitting what's in your fantasy or spitting something in a song it's about the characters who are giving us these songs they're yeah. not equating to characters who are able to lead us when it's time to lead, they're gonna fold, they're gonna bend, they're gonna break. When they get their millions, they're gonna, they're not gonna reinvest in us. Exactly. When they get their so it's not about it's not about the music, it's about the characters who we are allowing to peddle music to us. So, yeah. you know, it I never said blame the oppressor. No, blame the oppressed for allowing the oppressor to oppress them because last mm -hmm. time I checked, we all have a choice. Win or go home. 
see? Exactly. And so this is this is this is where this is where and this is where outreach begins. Where you start planting these seeds right now so that in 2024, 2025, 2026, that speech that they heard in 2021 and 2022 starts now is taking to a nice root and effect because they done went through some things. You gotta start sparking the change. Um, and by being the change first, so why not? I came from all of the all of the backgrounds that these people came say they, they came from. I come from at one time, all of them in one conglomerate, right? Whether you, whether your people died, whether you was in jail, whether you didn't had a whether you didn't had a a, 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 a battle fighting an incurable disease, whether you've been you know um, whether you've been laid off or having come out of poverty, whether you've been suicidal and depressed. And attempted suicide or depression, whether you you know whether you've been trying to get a business off the ground and you just don't know what you're gonna do with these when, from that when when the first one to three years when your business is just rocky and you just don't know what to do with your business, right? Everything, right? And when you when you when you add that, say, man, well, let's let's do something, brothers. We could all we could all we could all go to a, we could all put a go to a prison. We could all go to you know, man. Let's let's get together and go to a school because these are the people. Remember, they, they locked them up because these are the ones with the greatest potentials. Okay? Mm. The reason why they're in prison because they were the ones that say, man, fuck the government, fuck the law, yeah. fuck what the white boy is saying, and I'm going to do what the fuck I want. How the fuck he going to make trillions of dollars off his pharmaceutical industry the minute I try to feed my family by selling some fucking dope, he won't throw me in jail for life. See, that ain't that ain't a fair play if you're a uh, white boy. Mm. Uh, 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 last time I checked, it's called justice order reciprocity. Okay? And so if you want to start maintaining some true justice, faith, faith, we got to start reaching to the people. Our children are the ones who are about to be the future. We got to reach out to them. Our elders are the ones who are going to guide them through the wisdom. So we got to reach out to them. We've got to bridge these gaps. And the only way we do it is by outreach. That's the first stage of marketing. Outreach. Let's mm. talk about what we can do. All right? What you can do. What you can do. This is what we're doing. And this is what we're bringing to the table. And this is how we're going to bring it to the table. What do you have to add on? at the feast of the last supper you feel me or the first supper whatever you want to call it you know what i mean and every little bit counts man any little i don't care how i don't care if they volunteer or hour a week doing something get start creating stuff for people to do our children don't got nothing to do mm. so start creating things for them to do you know what i mean we start creating things for for inmates to do like wait a minute i could give them some exercises now what are you talking about we got i got programs for days <laughs> programs what that our bodies are machines our brains are computers that's all i am i'm a walking fucking ai nigga what are you talking about let's get it let's sit me around some geniuses and let's go and, and let's go do our thing and i got the magic i got the soldier that white boy ain't touching me that white boy ain't touching you that white boy ain't messing with nothing love got the love touching putting his hands on because love turned everything into gold okay mm. so, right, so that's we, that hashtag love game love game <laughs> that love turned everything into love gold game. man and this is and this is right. and, 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 and and this is how haiti was able to beat the colonizer because they loved themselves more than they loved the nigga that was about to the motherfucker who was about to enslave them. see mm. they loved themselves more and when you love yourself, you will love your neighbor as you love yourself. But first, you got to get show love, how to love. Remember, so who, what black people, and I remember, this was supposed to be the black church. They fell off this task. The only thing they weren't about is money every Sunday. The black church is supposed to be outreaching to all of these places. Exactly. They're not doing it. These are, this is a billion dollar, trillion dollar industry. And some churches, to- some churches are owned by the government. <laughs> and the government, the government on the church and the government on the prison. See how this, mm-hmm. you, see, you see how it go? Full cycle, man. It's a full, it's a, it's a full cycle. So you gotta, you know what you gotta do. 
you got to outreach and you got to start doing that old classic old-fashioned word of mouth hand-to-hand person-to-person campaigning like the presidents and the, and the senators do when they're trying to go gain some key states when a senator when a president trying to <clears throat> gain some key states he's hitting the ground you don't see black people hitting the ground to the people who really going to be voting for them see remember we, we talk about that stuff, but hip-hop, the people who listen to hip-hop are the people that we scared to go around. The hoods. Uh, 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 the, the destitute. You know, the people who poor and, and, and things of that nature. And so, once, you know, once you get over the, you know, once you get over the fear of poverty, I came from poverty, I beat it already, you can't bring me back in. And I'm about to, you know, um, I'm about to come out and, and, and reach out. And you reach out to those churches. Hey, man, start sparking some stimulus back in these churches. These these churches might want to get involved in some program. You just reach out, man. And that's that's the greatest thing you could ever do, man. That's the that's the first step because then things start taking lives of their own because, oh, he reaching out doing this, and now it becomes a positive competition. Oh, he doing that good thing. Well, I'm about to do this good thing over here. Okay, and monkey see, monkey do. I'm sad to say. Monkey see, monkey fucking do. And mm-hmm. you start an outreach program, why somebody else gonna start reaching out to the prisons too? And why somebody else gonna start reaching out? Uh oh. And you start these individual you start these individual outreach programs, but you just do it, you start it with yourself and the people you can outreach with. And you do that. So if it's you and your brother or it's you by yourself, it could be you by yourself. Outreach. How do I outreach? First and foremost, go go first and foremost have a plan. Don't don't, don't go outreaching to nobody. If you ain't got no plan, people already got enough shit on their plate to be wasting time dealing with your no plan having ass. Okay, that's not that's number one. That's number one. Okay, and come with a plan and make sure all of your angles are covered with that plan. And make sure that you're willing and make sure that you're willing to put your highest blood, sweat, and tears dedication into that plan and make sure you show the people who you're outreaching to that you are. 100% so on this plan and you know and show us you know, step by step don't leave no question unanswered if there's a question you feel like they can be answered about you know ask about your uh your outreach or your presentation figure it out research and answer it man the one thing that the one thing that always got black people to uh, buy into me and got other people to buy into me is that when they started giving me 20 questions I was able to answer 21 see mm. Okay, yeah. and and every time they ask any, well, what's the numbers on this? What's the numbers on this? I got the numbers correct. Oh, I got the data correct, and I can spit it out the top of my brain like I got to read no paper. I'm in the trenches with this, and this is what black people got to see. Black people got to see the outreach, that love again, outreaching. You know what I mean? And each one teach one, reach one. This is what they say. Okay, and so we got to start reaching each other again, and and that's what's going to start sparking ideas. Right, because when great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. Right now, we're on a level of small mind, small-minded stuff discussing about who got what money, who got what car, who died at what corner, who went to the funeral, who didn't come to the repast, who went to the concert, and who went to school, yeah. who got dropped out. See, we're just talking about people. Gossiping, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're just gossiping. And remember, the Bible mm. says, "The Bible says nothing comes to a gossiper but a headache." Okay, so we gotta remember. <laughs> remember, remember what's going on. Remember, and, and, and we've and we've popularized gossip, 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 gossip. The world stars of the world, and the, you know all of these things of the world. And so this is why I know for a fact 
back side note that that shit was hoax because we live in a world that's based in too much gossip and the real would have come out by now it would have leaked there would have been a leak <clears throat> the so real your, your point is if we improve our experience if we improve our environment our music will reflect that of course well oh, yeah most of said it I always say, I always say, once you start, once you start changing your vibration, your music is going to accommodate that change. Um, you know, even though mm. I have a hip, even though I have a hip hop playlist, Google, I didn't even know YouTube Music do this. I got the YouTube Music app. They sent me, uh, they sent, they sent me a email that said they showed me how many hours, you know, yep. broken down in analytics of music I was listening to and what genre of music I was listening to. Yeah, and it, and I have this one. I have this one playlist called my programming list, and it has my grab avoid numbers and my hertz frequencies on it. And I just I spent eighty three thousand minutes listening to that, and all my other music was below ten thousand minutes. Man, right? So, cause I listen to it in my sleep. I wake up, listen to it. I just have it. This is my elevator music. I love numbers, right? And so, um, and I and I blame that on the fact that. I've changed my mentality, right? I've, I'm looking for millions and billions and trillions of dollars. Why wouldn't I listen to numbers in my sleep? Yeah. Come visit me, please. <laughs> Think about yeah. it. You are what you are. You are what you eat, but you also are what you, you are. What you listen to. You are. are you yeah. Remember, why you're, 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 you're six yeah. senses. You are what you eat. That's your taste, right? Remember your smell. People, people keep forgetting about your sense of smell. You are what you smell. This is why it's not good to have nasty and funky shit around you, right? Because your smell it, it produces a mind state. This is mm. why you see in most. This is why you see in most projects and in most uh, uh, lower income housing. Guess what you got? You got sewerage plants around mm. the lower income housing developments. You got you know these these waste stations around the low-income houses, because guess what? When they wake up in the morning, they're they going to smell funky smells, right? Especially in New Orleans, oh, my God. Um, so when you look at our site, when you walk out of a project building, do you see nature? Do you see flowers? Do you see trees? Do you see birds? Do you see bees? These things that resonate with your Arcadian algorithms? No, you do not, okay? Um, but even then, black people, why aren't you planting a garden in your fucking project? Why aren't you taking care of, remember, cleanliness is next to godliness. We could all clean our neighborhood, but we got to start doing outreach. I always tell people outreach. When other people start coming cleaning your neighborhood, that's going to make you start coming cleaning your neighborhood. We can even, I always tell people, we can even, and an even bigger outreach, start making these gangs clean the neighborhood. We can pool, we can pool our money, get our money, and start paying these gang members to keep their neighborhood clean. We can start paying these, man, and, and believe it or not, they'll do it. They looking for work, my nigga. We can we can get we can we can we can pool our money together and put these gangbangers to work. They're still young men. They just misguided young men. You know what I'm saying? And, and how, how you gonna put in work? You gotta get their leaders. They, their leaders are the one who they follow. You see? Yeah. So you know you you, you you want outreach outreach to these gang leaders, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh uh uh. Let's do a, let's let's do a, a a crip walk and clean the block day. Whatever you want, you know what I mean. And let's you know let's do something that says that we care about our neighborhoods and we care yeah. about ourselves. You can just put something together. It's easy to throw. Everybody's waiting to do something in the cold in in today's you know in today's COVID society. Everybody wants something positive 
to keep them upbeat because they wearing the masses. You got the you got all of these things going on with that with that propaganda, the news scaring them every day about the about this you know this big old monster, you know. And so man, start putting some some put start putting some things some good things together, man. You can start having you can start having some um you know some great uh positive car washes, man. You know what I'm saying? Getting getting the girls, you know uh. Get, getting the girls to do the uh the bathing suit car washes to donate money to donate money to certain um to donate money to certain uh recreational centers to donate money to certain uh things if y'all gonna use y'all y'all gonna be sliding down the pole making money why not slide, why not use some of that sexuality to provide for your fucking people See, this is what I'm saying. I'm not hating on y'all sliding down the pole, but own the damn strip club, my nigga. Own the strip club, own own the I'm not hating on you drinking money. alcohol, but own the distillery. Yep. That's I said, it. I said, hey, yo, we were talking about funky, effery, hip hop, mind state. It's <laughs> <laughs> not where you're from, it's where you're at. Yo, 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 yo. So, not where you're from, it's where you're at. Yo, so conscious, man. Your your last thoughts, man. Because, yo, we can yeah. build on this forever, but the good oh, yeah, thing yeah. is, we're going to build on this again. You know, because Shackle, you know, we coming back and we're going to talk about life after prison, how somebody can be, a, you know, okay, we're going to talk about that. Uh, you know, Zumbi is all, he got a new book coming out. So conscious, man. Last thoughts, man. Yeah, I mean, it's not where you're from, it's where you at, you know, even the good old ghetto, you know what I'm saying, Rakim. But uh, also, you know, my son will be my resurrection. We need to. We need to do better, you know what I'm saying? And it's, you know, uh, it's all what you put in, you know, vibrations. If I'm listening to DMX 90% of the time, I'm looking for, I'm looking for like positivity. I might be yelling and sounding like a dog every day. Think about it. He literally made millions of dollars sounding like, like an a animal, dog. like a dog, man. And he got like twenty dogs. Like yeah, it's like it's yeah. all. I was programming alone. Like. Programming a long time ago, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, we just got to program right. We got to reprogram and one want be able to you know be willing to change. Like if we're not gonna evolve, like and then, you know <clears> how that goes. For, for instance, yeah. ready outreach. This, this is outreach. We could pool money together, right? Pool some money together. Get Doctor Umi. Get Doctor Zumi books. Right, I'm, I thought you were saying Dr. Umar. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not the cheese and nigga. Yo, salute to Dr. Umar, but go ahead, go ahead, go with <laughs> All right, so you know, you get let's say, you know, uh. We can get, you know, we can we can get, uh, we can put our money together and get, you know, fifty or hundred books, right? And and, and and do outreach. And and when you go to the prisons and, hey man, you know, y'all won't y'all won't read these books. Prisoners are dying to read some books, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can get you can get, and we could go to uh places where we can outreach and start ministering these these concepts in these books. Because a lot of times you want a person to read a book, but they don't have the vocabulary level to even understand the words you're saying to the definitions of the words you're saying in the book. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you explain black revolution when nigga don't even know what the word revolution means? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We got to go back to the ground level and start communicating to our <clears throat> dumbed down to our dumbed down society. Cause we've been dumbed down and dumbed away from things that we used to just commonly know. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and yeah. that's why I say outreach because you can give a person a book, but, 
they don't even understand half the words in the book. You know, they was just reading just to be seeing them in anyway. They like to say, to say, oh yeah, I got that. I got that new such and such book. Yeah, it's lit. You know, how many people do that? Get that new book, read a couple pages, and and, and, and now they got and now they got a little a trophy. Yeah, I got such and such book. And, I know, read two pages today. Yeah, I, yeah, I read two <laughs> right, pages. Right. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. you know, right. and, and, you know, yeah. that's great. Minister Zumbi, man, last words. Zumbi, last words. Okay, everybody can be a twenty-dollar revolutionary. Thank you. Okay, so 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 we got, you know, brother Siku, we got the chakra doctor, and I said this the last time we talked about cultural tithing. I said if we can get a cadre of individuals, let's say we give twenty dollars a week to the chakra doctor, and purchase his products or give to his ministry. Do you realize just that one act, how much money we can shift back into black hands to a race first organization that is looking out for the interests of our people? And I mean, original people, regardless of your school of thought. Right. And that's the yeah. thing. That's the thing. No matter, just as long as you, you look like this right here, that's it. Mm-hmm. No oh, matter what your race, color, creed, religion, your sexual preference and all that, man, are you, are you do you identify right. with this right here? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I got to plug my elders book. There you go. I want to do a whole live on. I want to do. I'm about to do a live. So listen, I'm glad you showed that. Okay. Because I'm I'm about to buy. Man, send me the link to that because I want to buy that book ASAP. Okay. Um, and man, and let's talk behind the scenes, man. About let let, let yeah, let's let's start a GoFundMe, man. I could I could put I could put three five hundred eight hundred whatever, and you know everybody match everybody match. Let's put it up and let's. Let's put our brains together and start doing some type of outreach. We can all do something, you know what I mean? Okay. But I definitely about to buy that book, and I'm right. definitely about to like start doing like lives, like actual lives on that book. Okay. And, and the reason is because we were talking about agendas. The agenda we're talking about that's happening in hip hop. Mm-hmm. This elder, uh, Baba Olutunji, he breaks down scientifically the organizations and the individuals oh. involved. Ooh in pushing this particular agenda so this is his african-centered response to these organizations and their agendas and this is a conversation that nobody wants to have but everybody must have send me the link to that book please i need it i need it like yesterday yes sir oh i can't wait to come back i can't wait to be sitting up here like brothers like how to zoom y'all better y'all better get the book Yes, sir. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, somebody had about time. Somebody gave me some ammo. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got some ammo. I can go shooting. Now. I, right. I, need it. I need that black and white. Give that black and white. Show me what the show me what the clowns doing. The, the, the crazy clowns doing over there behind yeah, that. Yes, sir. So yeah. did um did the elder call you yet, brother Siku? Uh, not yet, not yet. But you know, I've been on uh staycation for a few days, so I got a couple of calls I need to return. Okay, so, so he's he's got your number. So we talked about it earlier this week. So so he should be getting in touch with you. All right. And my last words, man, deal with uh, pay. Mm-hmm. We got to invest in this, man. And some of our ancestors, they paid for us to have certain rights. So <laughs> what you're looking at is a poll tax receipt. Mm-hmm. This particular ancestor on my wife's side. Um, what is a poll tax receipt? 
They this receipt showed that they paid a poll tax. They paid to be able to vote. And I'm not saying that um, you know we we should all vote. I'm not saying we should all not vote. I'm saying we should all invest in things that are going to improve our lot in life. And so, uh, hey, outreach. We got to invest better, in outreach. You better, you, you better vote on the lower level. On the Absolutely. lower level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what, yeah. Remember, that's what, that's what you win this big, that's what you win this big <clears> massive, <throat> this outreach program. That's what you, that's, that's what's going to holler at you, the, 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 the mayors and the, 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 you know, the, the low levels, you know what I'm saying? Um, in this outreach, man, you know what I mean? Because that's what a vote counts at, right? You know, in your average local everyday center of county of county of town, man. Well, yeah, yeah, so hey, we've been talking about the effery, the fuckery, and hip hop. <laughs> we talked about how it empowers us. We talked about culture as a weapon. We talked about how we're how this pain music mm. is really impacting us. And I, I like one of the things you said, Chakra Bro. You said, um, "Well, I'm going to rephrase what you said, but you've heard the term." Hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And so our hurt people are expressing their hurt. And this hurt music, this pain music, is continually hurting us. Yeah. Yeah, that's so right. that, that's the, we talked about who is they. We talked about the car of evil. We talked about how too many of us shucking and jiving. We talked about how we're investing in evil. But this is the deal. We got to talk about the things and do the things that you know, Kaiser just talked about, that Chakra Doctor just talked about, that Minister Zumbi just talked about. And just because the black church ain't doing it right now, doesn't mean they can't change. So, mm-hmm. hey, our code is empowerment. We tell you to get on code, share the code, teach the code, become the code, and keep in mind our and code. And I need that book, man. Don't forget to send me the link to that book. I need that book. It's empowerment. Yes, sir. All right.